This episode of the podcast is brought to you by becoming popular enough to be considered an assassination and not a murder. Zach, put your hands up. Oh, shit. <laughs> is this a murder? <laughs> what is it you like about this house so much? Seriously. History? What does that mean? Hi, we've got history. Not as much as you think. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that put a sheet over its head to pretend to be a ghost to scare away all the other podcasts. <laughs> I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing a ghost story. A24, baby. Oh yeah. Zach, give us the rundown of who's in it. Okay. And then I'll give us the rundown of what it's about. It's not really much. There's not a lot of people that are in here. So no. you have a ghost story, which came out in 2017, directed by David Lowry. Yep. You have Casey Affleck in it. There's no names in this, but I guess like if you look it up on like IMDb or like on Google. Yeah. So Casey Affleck's character is named C. Yep. You have Rooney Mora who plays M. And then for some reason or another, uh, the spirit girl, the other ghost yeah, yeah. is Kesha. Yep. Why? <laughs> you know. You could have just gotten anyone. Anybody, but you Wait, know. You didn't even showcase her. It's a strange, yeah, it's it's a strange film. TikTok on the clock. <laughs> is that Kesha? I think so. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. That um, was like a dirty pleasure. So, well, yeah. that, that sounds weird. It's like a, a guilty pleasure. A guilty pleasure, yes, not a dirty pleasure song. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds way dirtier than it needs to be. Um, and this is a film about a lot. Uh, it's a movie <laughs> about love and loss and death. And it's about taxes. Nope. <laughs> um, you know, and it's really about a, a guy who ends up dying and, and he comes back kind of like as a a last minute Halloween costume idea of a ghost where yeah. it's just a sheet over his head with two eye holes cut out. And then he just kind of watches this house that he died in go through literally like centuries mm -hmm. Of, you know, so it starts off with him watching, like, the grieving process of his girlfriend and, you know, watching how she grieves over his death. And then you slowly go into this craziness. I mean, it kind of, yeah. like, it kind of leads, like, the for me, the ending is just, like, where everything just becomes, like, at its height. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. like, that's the climax. Yeah. And it makes the entire film for me like worth it. Yeah, the last 30 minutes are insane and really worth like getting through yeah. some of the slower parts in the beginning. Yeah. Cuz go ahead. Yeah, like with this film, we kind of talked before we started the episode. Um yeah. the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes even really paced like super slowly like one continuous shot. Yep. And just letting the two actors kind of just like just breathe be. and be them. Yeah. And on one hand, I really enjoy it because it really sets like the mood for it. Mm -hmm. And I think there is something to say about like the really long shots, especially too with the pie scene. Yeah. That's like almost nine minutes. It 10 minutes to yeah. be exact. Yeah. So it, it's a 10 minute scene and it's really long of just Rooney Mara eating pie. Yep. Depressed. Yeah. But to it, the point of like her making her sick. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, when is the scene going to end? Yeah. But then I'm also in my head like, this is awesome because this is exactly what somebody would do if their loved one died and their neighbor brought them a pie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, this is real. This is real depression in yeah. real time. Yeah. And that's what I found like really enjoyable about this film. Mm -hmm. Even so, like when she's going to 
the coroner's office after it and then seeing like Casey just laying there and yeah. she's standing there for like a good five minutes before finally moving. Yep. I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, David, he, he, he mentioned I, I was because I've seen this movie like 12 times. Really? Yeah. I've, I've watched <laughs> it a lot. I really like it a lot. It's kind of like a winter movie for me. Like it, mm. it's just it's just it's kind cozy. of like a cozy film, I guess, in a, in a weird way. But you know, for sure, like for me, it's like when you're in the like in the deep of like New York's winter. Like this is like for me, like when I want to put it on. And you know, David mentioned how he how he the reason as to why he paced the beginning the way that he did is because the film the film is kind of about time. Yeah, that's like you know, like the over you know the the, the what the film is trying to say. Mm. There's a lot, but like you know, at its core, it's kind of about like time and the passage of time. Mm. And he said that, you know, he wanted the time in this film to feel like palpable. Mm. You know, yeah, because it's the one thing that nobody can run from in life. So you really feel that. Yeah, in this film. and and he said that he that he wanted you to almost feel like specifically in that pie scene, mm. like discomfort. Mm -hmm. Like he wants you to feel like maybe maybe you. Like it's just it's just hanging out for too long. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's done purposefully, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the way that this film is shot because it's shot in that four three aspect ratio, similar to like the lighthouse. Robert yeah, Eggers' the lighthouse. I that, and and I it's got like, like the it's got like the rounded edges. Mm -hmm. So it it kind of almost feels like a home film, like a home that, movie. Yeah. Like you went up to like your grandparents like attic and you found like a bunch of old photographs and like mm -hmm. you're just looking at them and and there there is like that that aspect of it where it sort of feels like maybe you shouldn't be watching this. And it's a sin to watch it. Not a sin, <laughs> but you know, it, it feels like voyeurism a little. Yeah. And I think that everything about this film for me just works on every level from the cinematography. This movie is fucking beautiful. It is. I mean, beautiful. The soundtrack. The to this? soundtrack is re it, it's really done very well. Um, I think that the dialogue that is it's very sparse, mm -hmm. but there's all of like maybe ten lines throughout the entire film, like in the beginning. And yeah, then like it. there's not much. It's it's a lot of visual storytelling. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's all about visual storytelling, and for me, I love that because, you know. Except for how I mentioned to you before we started recording, except for that one kind of like big monologue of that character who goes on this like exposition dump. And it's not so much exposition. It's just more of spoon feeding you like what the film was about. Yeah. Which that's like my least favorite part of the movie just because I get it. Like, you know, you don't need to. It, it, for me, it's just like treating the audience like they're stupid. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, OK, like this is, you know, this is what it's about if you're not getting it. I was um, more of like, you don't get to be really intelligent and wear overalls and, and without look like a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, there's, there is, it's all just visual storytelling except for that really, that exposition dump. Hmm. So, I don't know, for me, it's just like really smart and really just intelligent filmmaking because there is an aspect of this movie that if, if this movie didn't work mm -hmm. it would come off extremely pretentious yes and, and it's very cheesy too yeah because i mean like while i like the idea of casey affleck's character walking around with the bed sheet over him yeah because it's kind of like a weird throwback nod to ghosts of the past mm -hmm. 
So I think that works really well, but it takes it in a much more serious way because it's the sheet that was from the coroner's office. Right. So it's not just, ooh, yeah, yeah, ghost yeah. drape. Yeah. It's, it has actual meaning to why his character is wearing this. Right. And, and I think that works out really cool. I just don't think that it works out the same way for Kesha's character <laughs> because hers has flowers on it. Yeah. And then something, the the one thing that like I found accidentally funny in this film, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you watched it with uh, closed captioning because no. I just, I had to because of the first beginning. I could not hear Casey or Rooney for shit. Really? No, could not. I, like I turned it up to like volume 50 and I still could not hear them whatsoever. Gotcha. So when it gets to the point where, and a really cool shot too, of Casey's character walking over to the window and seeing Kesha's character in the other window and yeah. like they have that that stare to each other. Yeah. There's actually dialogue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. They're but, like communicating with one another, yeah. But like the one thing that picked up for closed captioning, it said telepathically no audio. Hello. <laughs> and I just lost it. I was like <laughs> I rewinded it and I was like, I got it. I gotta take a picture yeah, of this. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, they didn't, I didn't see it like that. It's just the normal subtitles where it's like, hello. And it's just, you know, yeah, but yeah, they are, they are communicating like mm-hmm. just without actually exchanging words. Yeah. I didn't know like if it actually showed up for you. Cause like the whole thing of like, I'm waiting for someone, but yeah. I don't remember who. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, again though, this movie is heavy though. Like it's, it's very, you know, the thing that I love about the film so much is that it probably feels like one of the most realistic relationships because mm-hmm. you don't, in most films, are you, you kind of like watch a relationship blossom so they don't know each other, they're strangers, and then they, you know, but in, in this movie, they know each other and, and they feel like the chemistry between the two actors is like so good yeah. that it genuinely feels like a real relationship and and just the way that it it doesn't feel like acting, it feels just like that they're living their life mm-hmm. and you come in on the you come in in the middle of a relationship and you get to see how much they love each other but also like the ugly sides too you get to see that they're kind of going through like a weird transitional phase mm. where they want to move she wants to leave and he doesn't and i love 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 how when she says to him like why don't you want to leave here and he just goes like history mm-hmm. and 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 she's like what does that mean and he just like doesn't really have an answer for her, but he he just like feels like drawn Something. towards this place. And then you realize that it's be, kind of because he died already, mm-hmm. and his soul is still there. Yeah, and you kind of from the very beginning, I kind of was like, because I, I I went in knowing the premise of the film. Yeah, and I was like, oh, the piano scene. That's probably him. Doing right. something to him. Right. And I was like, all right, let me see if I can call it. Yeah. And I called it. Yeah. But like, it, it becomes like such this weird, like, time paradox. Yeah. Cause it gets to a point end. where he doesn't move. He, he doesn't move through time in, in like a linear no. fashion. Like, he, he can kind of just go in and out. Like, he, he kind of, it's kind of cool because you see him kind of develop into a stronger, I guess, ghost in a way mm-hmm. where it's just like he's kind of like learning how to how to be able to do stuff but it's also like funny like look there is a comedic aspect about it yeah of of him like walking around with this just sheet over his head mm-hmm. especially and like when, when he's trying to like get the note mm-hmm. out and like he just can't because the sheet <laughs> is just like in the <laughs> he's way he's just trying yeah. to scratch like at there it. is like this you know comedic aspect to it 
mm-hmm. but it's also like just really just sad and yeah. you know and it's it, it's weird in a way where where the movie is so heavy and 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 depressing but when i when i shut the movie off i feel happy because yeah. it's just for me it's just like such a good it's just filmmaking at, at, like at its finest for me you know it's just like so fantastically made yeah i do love the visual aspects of this Be, like you said this is a visual movie yeah and i think when you do it really really well it works out fantastically mm-hmm. and then you had like a really powerful scene too where it's like in the beginning like once he's still in the hospital yeah. and he's realizing that he's a ghost yeah where you had like that kind of door frame Form, open up yeah, yep. and it's almost like that was your like he could have went to heaven right then and there yeah but he felt like there was something that he still needed to do yeah and that's that's a big thing like with people with like superstition with ghosts where it's like ghosts stick around because they have some form of like unfinished business mm-hmm. um and you see that too when he's trying to get like the little note yeah because Earlier on, you find out that Rooney Mara, like, leaves notes in, like, all the houses that she stays in. Yeah. Just as kind of, like, some form of mental thing of, like, this is where, like, my home was. Yeah. And for somebody to, like, pick up along the way at some point. Mm-hmm. And you have it where it's, like, he he sees that she puts in the note and he's trying to scratch it out and get to it. And then right when the bulldozer comes in and knocks down the entire house, including the one next to him with... Kesha's spirit ghost. Yeah. That sounds weird to say <laughs> still. But you see her just completely disappear afterwards. Yeah. And maybe because her whole thing was she had to stay to this house to to see when the person comes back. But that's like her way of getting closure that like nobody's coming back. Right. And I think that's kind of like what I mean when he disappears too. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the ending like what it kind of signifies is that he's accepting finally that I, so I think that the reason as to why he does come back is, mm-hmm. like, at least not to, not maybe not as to why he comes back, but like why he stays so long, is because he really wants to try to like see what like what that note says. Yeah, and I think that there come like there comes a realization at the end of the film where he kind of just realizes that it doesn't really matter what the note says because mm-hmm. it's not nothing's gonna change, right? Like it it just doesn't really matter what it's gonna what what that note really says and. Honestly, it's kind of like built up to this point where it's like, even if he does get to it, would it even be satisfying? I don't know. I feel like he did get some closure with reading it, though. I guess. I, I feel, I, I think it's a smart move that they didn't show us what it said. Yeah. Because, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Th- it, for me. Mm, for, for us, for, it doesn't matter. Us, for yes. them, it does. That's why, like, it's personable. It's personal to him because... Yeah. It's just him reading it, and mm-hmm. that's just enough for him to, like, completely disappear. So that's why I thought, like, that was a really cool metaphor for it, where it's, like, it's just for him. Yeah. And then you have, like, the crazy stuff, too, where it's, like, and I guess, like, this is some ghost shit where it's, like, it, they're bound to, like, the area, but not so much the house, I guess they could be, because they start building up, like, the skyscraper there. Yeah. Yeah. And then he commits ghost suicide, yeah. which I didn't think was a thing oh, yeah, you because can, you're yeah. already a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but he jumps from a far building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's a good 20 stories right there. Yeah. And then, yeah, then you have, like, the whole time situation where yep. it's, like, he goes back to, like, what seems like the 1800s. Probably even before that, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, like, pilgrimy yeah. kind of. 
And yeah, and then he's just like on the land for like when settlers kind of like said, okay, we're gonna make this our home, and then and then he sees the the death of them, mm-hmm. and it's just it's really just a powerful film. I, I love that aspect of him st- of him hanging around, and like when he, when he's watching his girlfriend go through the grieving process, and then he sees her like start dating again. Yeah, and he gets angry about mm-hmm. it. And then once she, she finally does leave, and then the f- that like Spanish family comes in, and then he starts doing like kind normal of, ghost shit. Yeah, like it's kind of funny, right? Because mm-hmm. it kind of like plays on the stereotypes of what what a haunting really is, mm-hmm. but it, but it's shown in a way that you actually see as to why he's doing it, and you understand that there's more than there's more than than just a ghost doing it because he wants to scare you. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, no, no, no. He has like time and emotion like invested in this place. And now you're just coming into it mm-hmm. and like taking it over, but he's not done with it yet. Yeah. And, and then he starts throwing the plates and stuff like that. And, and you know, you start seeing that this is so much more than just a home for him. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is kind of his entire life. This is history. This is yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I don't know, man, I just I find this movie like so just poetic mm-hmm. and like so beautiful and I feel like if you kind of like watch it over and over again, there's just more and more to like find about it that like I just find more endearing every time. Um and you know, I don't know, it's just like thinking about because you know, you have like the the character going through this like watching his girlfriend grieve and then when she does start dating again he gets upset about it yeah but then and i get that because mm-hmm. as a person yeah you don't want to see your loved ones move on you, right because technically you're kind of still there right in a sense but you also i don't know it's just like how, if you truly love somebody then you don't really want them to just be, be grieving and, forever yeah you know like they need to at some point go forward with their lives. So it's, just, I don't know, man, this movie brings up like questions mm-hmm. and, and, and hard questions about life and death. And I don't know if it necessarily even gives you tr- true answers because yeah. it's such like a personal thing, you know? And then there's still like the complexity of time. Cause like towards the end you get like right after he first comes back to the house and you get him looking out the window to Rooney Mara but then he's looking at his ghost self looking at yeah. it. So, like, there's some crazy, yeah. like, time paradox type stuff that, right. like, they play around with that, like, really works towards the advantage of him seeing himself of who he's become watching his loved ones. And it's like, is that really the type of life that he wants? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's, I mean, it's a beautiful movie, It really honestly. is. It really is. I um, mean, despite, like... Again, that opening few issues. Yeah, that few things of like it it's really panned out in the beginning. Yeah. But it makes sense as to why it's panned out. Yeah. And it needs to be in order to really get the point across. Right. Yeah. You need to like live with these characters for a while. Mm-hmm. And and again, the acting is just so good. Like it's although Casey Affleck doesn't have much to do mm-hmm. when it comes to actually acting because He's not even very physical in the film. No. Like, so, you know, in a lot, in a lot of movies, like, you know, when we talk about uh, V for Vendetta, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you can't see his face. So he has to be like very physical and like his voice needs to portray like how he feels and stuff like that. 
like Casey Affleck doesn't really get that either. It's more of just literally him just being there watching. Mm-hmm. And so you then you're kind of relying on like Rooney to like be like us, you know, the uh, the star here. And I think that she does really well. And then I think that all the little side characters that do come in, the family, and then when the house just becomes completely like a like a college kids kind of. Like, hey, we're just hanging out now. Yeah. Like, I got a house, like, off campus. Like, you know, whatever. We're just going to drink and party. And, you know, and the house gets, like, destroyed and fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even, like, all of that is done really well. Like, the acting is done well. It's just, again, I just really wish that that, that, like, that dump of just dialogue just wasn't there. Yeah. It felt, it's just, oh, for me, every time I watch it, it just always feels, like, A, a little out of place. And B, just, again, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could just take that out, you know, that would be, that would be ideal. Yeah, because, like you said... There's no point really There's no to point. it. Like I get it. Like you don't need mm. to like spoon feed me like what the film is about. We're smart movie watchers. We can be. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Yeah. You know you don't We need... picked apart this pretty well. I think so, you know. Um so yeah, I mean I don't think that this is a film for everybody though, because mm-hmm. again, the pacing is very slow and it's kinda like I, I understand what you're saying about like the dialogue and like how low it was and you're having a hard time hearing it because they're talking they're, like they're, they normally yeah. like like a normal conversation at three in the morning, you're not going to shout you're at not, each other. You're not screaming, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it just feels very intimate and, and home movie-esque. And there's just, I don't know, man. I, I really, really love the film a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I showed it to my girlfriend and she was just like, I didn't really like it. Yeah. It's, it's slow. It yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely slow. But I do think that if you are a patient film watcher and you are somebody who appreciates you know, good cinematography and a compelling story that really makes you like think about like stuff when, you know, my big thing is always like films that make me think mm-hmm. like after the credits roll, that's our podcast name. <gasps> um, after the credits do roll, you know, I'm really sitting there like thinking, okay, like I'm going to sit with this for a few hours or whatever it is, you know, and just really like be with it. Those are my favorite types of films. And for me, this is just kind of like checks all those boxes. Yeah. You know? At the end, I give it nine out of ten letters in the wall. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I thought I think it's really good, and I think that um, if you are, like I said, a patient filmmaker mm-hmm. or a, a patient film goer, and and you and you do like films that make you think, I think that you will find a lot to love about this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well this movie did in the box office. I don't know, but I don't know either. But I d- I feel like it's such like an indie type film, mm-hmm. and you know. David has made other movies that I really like, and he's making The Green Knight, which is another A24 film, which I'm really looking forward to a lot, which is very different, very Mm. different. Um, So, you know, I'm I'm excited for his like for his for more of his work to come out. Yeah, I'm excited, too. Yeah. Frank, what do you uh, what do you want to recommend? I recently finally got around kind of like what you were saying about your last recommendation where Mm. you were just like, I finally got around to viewing this. So um I loved Breaking Bad so yes. much. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I know yeah, already yeah, yeah. where we're going so with this. So I loved Breaking Bad so, so much. And when Vince Gilligan, well, maybe you don't actually. When Vince Gilligan came out and decided to that he was going to continue Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. but in a movie form. Oh, yeah, I know. And he made El Camino. Mm-hmm. I just saw it like okay. last week. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know. I loved Breaking Bad so much, and I remember like seeing the trailer for El Camino, and I was just like, oh, man, I got to see it, I got to see it, and then I just never watched it. And I think part of it was because I was scared to watch it because I didn't want it to like ruin Breaking Bad for me. Mm-hmm. It's always hard with like stuff like that where yeah. it's a continuation. Right, and there are some things... I for Overall, I liked it a lot. I thought it was actually really good. Um, there are some things, though, that... like Specifically, one actor just doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. 
as he did in the TV show, he's much like heavier, just like bigger. And I don't know if that's for a role or if he just got fat or what it was. <laughs> but like, there is a character who just doesn't like look the same. And the the movie kind of takes place like literally seconds after the the show ends. Mm-hmm. So he, everything's supposed to be like cohesive and fluent. He gained weight within five minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just like he's all of a sudden it's like now like way bigger, and it just it just that aspect of it's like all right, like it's a little strange, but. You, once you get through that, and you're just like, okay, whatever. It's really good. It was really, really good. I, I I enjoyed it a lot. I thought that it was a very, very good send off for Jesse. Okay. And um and I just thought that you know like yeah I mean it, it doesn't I don't know if I would really even call it a movie as more of it just kind of feels like a really long Breaking Bad episode. But I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I never got into Breaking Bad. Like oh, I've heard so nothing good, but good man. things it's about it. Honestly, but like, like my favorite TV show ever. I, I get into shit like super late yeah. on. Like I mean, I got into like Sons of Anarchy when there was like already four seasons in. I got into yeah. um, Game of Thrones like three seasons in. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big uh, TV show person usually, um, especially like network TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like I just do, I, a I don't I don't even have cable because I just don't use it that much. So. I'm not really the type to to like turn on. I've never seen Son of, Sons of Anarchy. I've never seen Game of Thrones. I've never seen any of them. I've mm-hmm. never seen. Uh, I've actually never seen The Sopranos. Which I mean, I've heard really good things about. Yeah, me too. So I don't know. Like I just I don't know. I'm not really like a big like network TV person. But um, Breaking Bad for sure for me was like one of my favorite TV shows ever. Um, so yeah. So El Camino. All right. Breaking Bad movie. I called it then. Yeah, I, I thought I thought you were possibly thinking of Better Call Saul. No, Better Call Saul looks fun though. <laughs> yeah, it's I I've watched a few episodes. I never like fully like gave myself to it, but apparently it's really really good mm-hmm. too. Kind of just bring back it's just like bringing back all the characters that you love. Yeah, and you, and you actually get to see a lot more of them. So that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's it. Zach, right. take us out. Oh wait, no, Zach, what movie are we doing next? So <laughs> next episode, it's gonna be a belated birthday episode type thing for my brother. Okay. Um, but his favorite or one of his favorite movies is Face Off uh, yep. with John Travolta yep. and Nicolas Cage. So a, a classic. <laughs> it's fun. A Have true... you seen it before? Oh, yeah. It's, seen... it's weird. My dad. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. My dad. Like, I think my dad genuinely thinks that that's like a fantastic film. <laughs> it is a B plus movie. <laughs> it is a culty movie. It's very culty. And there are great things about it. Yes. But like. Going from a ghost story to like <laughs> to face, face off. off is like it's just it, it's just such us like it, yeah. it's very like a ghost story is such a Frank film and Face Off is such a Zach movie <laughs> and like not it's more to, of my brother's not, film yeah and not to say that one's better or worse yeah. but you can really see our personalities <laughs> through our movies yeah um, all right cool so we're looking forward to I guess talking about Face Off yep um, all right Zach cool take us out all right guys thank you for listening now Frank. You have time, but no more than anyone else.